What's up, Hollywood? Hollywood. Hollywood Squares. What's up, podcasters? What's up, Hollywood Squares? What's up, world of Harold and Maude cast fans? What's up, the Harold and Maude castorinos, castantinos? <laughs> anything up? Anything? <laughs> like any bee in your bonnet right now? We got lots to talk about today, folks. <laughs> It's very exciting stuff. We have a customer service fucking throwdown. <laughs> with Amazon. Infuriating genius. throwdown with Amazon, who normally does pretty good work. Yeah. But, you know, if it's too specific, don't get too specific. Because <laughs> you might not get what the fuck you paid for or what Tell you us. wanted. Tell well, us what you speak of. It's such a simple thing. It's such a, like day-to-day purchase i wanted to purchase a uh, glass water bottle Mm. for portability and to keep all the bad plastics out of my mouth and uh so i was searching the internet found one i liked something simple i could take you know to keep on me and drink my water and avoid the sodas yeah good that's good right that's good and so i order when we order it we ordered this the size. It's it's this fucking bottle comes in three different sizes. Yeah. And we have now uh received both sizes. Or no, two of the three sizes, neither which were the ones that we fucking <laughs> paid for. Or wanted. <laughs> or wanted. Because there's a twenty two out size, which is fucking it's just too big it's huge. to, to it's like- carry around with you and it's heavy. And then there's a 12 ounce size, which we didn't order, which is for like a child's lunchbox. But wait, wait, tell the story. So we order, we order the, tw- we order the 16 ounce. And that's we, the one that you want. That's it's, the one that you want. It got better reviews. It got the best reviews of sizes. It's portable. It can yeah. still hold them out to carry with you. It's sort of the happy medium. It's a happy medium. So in the mail, we get. Open the box and there's the wrong one. It's this giant bottle. And like it, this is not the right this bottle. This is not the right one. It became this whole hassle with Amazon's pain in the ass customer service. And then you we contacted the seller directly, and they're no, like, "No, well, we didn't. No, I no." no, no. Well, who who said? Oh, just keep the bottle. Ama- well, finally, Am- after much to do, Amazon's customer service sent an email saying, "Just keep the bottle." But you're gonna have to order again. But I will refund you. But this right. is after like talking to a couple people yeah. who were just ridiculous, typical, Incompetent. yeah, total co- like, customer service crap. Or oh, I'll do an automatic refund. Oh, your refund will happen when we get the bottle. And uh, automatic, what? isn't that like? Yeah. Do you have a different definition of that automatic, word? Automatic, automatic upon re- return of the bottle. Yeah. No, and it's like, and then it'll take two to three days to come into your account. Like, well, then that's not then automatic at that. all. It's yeah. not going to help us. Uh, fuck you. Yeah, that's stupid. But then, so they do give the refund. They do let us keep the 20 ounce. And we're like, ah, all right, we can use it in the car. And figured, okay, we're going to order. Now we're going to order the 16 ounce again. Right. And... Okay, let's go and order the 16 out. Then we get a package in the mail. Oh, it came and it's a day early. (laughs) Oh, how exciting (laughs) to have this water bottle because it's fucking glass and it's fucking healthy for you. Oh, that's a great, great thing. And you open it up and it's like a thimble sized little bottle. Like, what the fuck (laughs) is this? And it's the, and then you has a little tag and it has a paper tag that's around the neck of the bottle. That says what size it is. Yeah, how do you screw that up? So it's like you're just careless and not paying attention in this giant warehouse. And it's like all glass bottles are the same bottles. But now we're going to have like a collection. 
collection of these collection bottles of them. by well, the end I'm of this. I'm not doing this again. I'm not ordering. I'm not taking that chance. But this pr- this well, prompts me to wonder: Has Amazon literally? Because, like you said, for the longest time they did a really efficient job. I mean, you rely on them at Christmas because if you have Prime, you can get it in two days, and yeah, you know yeah. you can get lots of stuff in two days, but. Have they gotten to the point where they're too big and they're fucking up? I don't know. This has never happened to me to like this extent where it's just like, what is going on? Like, pay a pay a small amount of attention because just the back and forth. Like when things go right in Amazon, you don't notice, but as soon as something goes wrong, you're like, oh my god, this is a big fucking to do. Yeah, you got to sh- return it. And you got to go to UPS, and then you have to pay the fucking return fee, which is like eight bucks depending on what you ordered. And then you know it goes to Vegas, and then they have to you have to order the other one again. And right. it gets back, and like all of a sudden, it's it's no longer as simple as walking into a store with product in hand and yeah, swapping it that's out. The you know, thing. like yeah, when things are working well, you don't notice, and then all of a sudden, when something problem. goes wrong and there's a small problem, a small problem is just innately going to be a much bigger fucking to do. And you have to talk to someone to like verify that and you had the wrong thing. And talking to them is a nightmare. And they don't know what the fuck. They don't going know on. what the fuck. But and you know, I and I use this example with them when I wrote the email to them is L.L. Beans, a fine manufacturer made in the U.S. in Maine that I grew up with, and. They we purchased a lot of things from them. A fine manufacturer, fine, manufacturer. fine American Give manufacturer. Give us some yes. money, Yellow Beans. Sponsor uh, our sp- podcast. <laughs> we'll be wearing duck boots every <laughs> yeah, episode. We will. Every episode. Every episode. We'll be in duck boots. But they do something now. They don't have the Prime membership thing where well, most companies no, don't. where you can order something and you get they do have free shipping but it's on all everything. free shipping all of it but there's no minimum it, purchase you don't get it in two days and especially coming to california from maine it's tough but yeah but when there's a problem this is what they do you call them up and you say hey you sent me the wrong thing and they go oh no we're so sorry let me walk through the catalog with you what did you want the rep so nice goes through it on the phone yeah. with you finds the right item ships it back you already have the re- the, the refund thing well the thing about that it. is the people on the phone they know the merchandise yeah they do that's the that's the key important thing here because with Amazon when they sell everything if it's a keychain or a water bottle or a bedspread they don't know what the fuck you order like yeah. all they can do is they know as much as you do because it's there's everything is there now groceries for fuck's sakes you can order groceries yeah. and have them delivered to your fu- uh. your doorstep so yeah like I mean the, the, the kudos to Levine for keeping everything like, most companies should do that especially American companies you know yeah uh, good customer it, service good customer goes a long way goes such a long way oh my god like you'll you'll it is it, it, it ensures brand loyalty it ensures yeah. it i have to say i'm very loyal to them lock and key man but you know i have a lot of services with amazon i use the prime i have the cloud drive i have their music library yeah and then the, the i do order a lot of stream things. the movies the tv the, it's yep. everything it's a one-stop hub but it as someone like back when i worked for a company that were a reseller of uh, hardware software products for entertainment and they had big competitors like Amazon mm-hmm. and they squashed all the little guys and I remember like thinking that a little bit you know it's kind of like the shop around the corner the you've got mail thing where the big guy comes around and all the like little retail retailers the only thing they can do is like be one of their retailers sell through them 
because you really can't compete with Amazon today. No way. Yeah, it's a monopoly. Which kind of sucks. It's an online and monopoly. I wasn't bothered by that until they fucked me with this order. And and this isn't the only time I've had issues with them. And it is a pain in the fucking ass. So it's like I have to shout out to Ella Beans because they do a great job and they make life easier for you. So and they make good products. They make good products. Yeah, yeah they make good lifestyle uh Duck boots products. for everyone. Duck boots all around. Tote bags all around. Duffel bags and slippers. Who wants them? So that's kind of our customer service saga. It's customer service. It's on our minds. It just came up. It literally just happened. And uh, you know, I'd still I order stuff from it. And that's the other thing. I'm I'm still going to continue to order things from Amazon, especially because generally speaking, with books, graphic novels, collectible stuff, it's always. 10 20 percent cheaper right always no matter what it's like you're always gonna get a discount and if the shipping's free who cares so yeah so that's what happened but we have a lot more uh not more less sort of uh aggravating things to discuss well oh it's sunday bloody sunday time Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. All the TV we watch on Sundays has blood and guts, and it's bloody <laughs> Sunday, and you're gonna get killed. Watch out on Sunday. Fuck you. Yep. So, Walking Dead is almost at a conclusion for season five. And what five. an episode it what was an this episode. week. It was a great episode this week. You knew it was going to be good when they started off with like Nine Inch Nails. Yes! Or Trent Reznor's solo stuff right up top. Right up top. That was awesome. Right? Wait, they put in like the freaking Aiden's Run Mix or something. <laughs> yeah. And Aiden has pretty good taste in music. Apparently, I mean, the guy... Uh, was a little more interesting than we yeah, thought Yeah, we kind of didn't give him enough credit. He could have <laughs> been the DJ at the party at least, you know? <laughs> Jeez Louise, that was fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. That scene was kind of haunting. It opens up with uh, Deanna. Deanna putting in the CD of her dead With the sons. husband and I guess their other the son. Other son. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, the no, other son, yeah. No, that's the other son. Yeah, yeah. The other son. And as that is happening, Carol is making a casserole. Did you just burp? <laughs> casserole. I just burped and said casserole. casserole. I just burped. I just ate casserole. Yeah. Well, they didn't eat her casserole because they leave no, it on they, the door. They, they don't the touch stoop. it. Yeah, they leave it on the doorstep. And they burn her note, which is a declaration of war. Yeah, it's definitely a statement. She puts this, we're so sorry for your lost note with the casserole, leaves it. Yep. And then Deanna burns it. Takes the note into the house and burns it by the candle uh, yep. from a candle or with a candle. Yeah. And, and then, of course, awesome. stupid Nicholas is on videotape telling her lies of what happened. A coward and a liar. A coward eh, and a liar. Those usually go hand in hand anyway. Saying that Glenn is responsible for her son dying when, of course, he was. Well, Aiden was really, it was, it was his own fault because he shot yeah. the grenade at the, you know, the riot cop, which is also to show us they clearly have so little experience in the field, in that field, in their field. Because it's like if that's a riot cop, you know they were yeah. they dealt with riot cops in the prison, right? So you they know, know, and they know, and he was just shooting at his chest. He clearly has armor on. He might yeah. have a flash grenade. He might have you know a percussive grenade. Who right. knows? And he did, and it fucking blew up. You know, and he ended up impaling himself in three different places. But Nicholas 
ran instead of helping them. Had he stayed, the th- the the two of them, because it was, remember, Noah had maybe. to fend off the walkers. I still don't think they could have got him off that, like... Well, he was dead. I mean, I he mean, was impaled yeah. through the guts. And through the shoulder. And the shoulder. He was uh, probably going to die. Yeah, he was probably going to die. But they could have maybe gotten him off, and he died in the truck instead of being Ripped eaten alive. Shreds, yeah, eaten alive, or just put a bullet in his head. Something. Yeah, Yeah, either way, Nicholas is a horrible coward. Yeah, and, and then uh, he said, and then he lied about the whole thing with Noah. He said that Glenn was like pushing, pushing his, his door open in. when, in fact, he was the one pushing the door, and like he a scared fucking coward. killed Noah. Like a cold, yellow-bellied fucking codfish, fucking coward. Yep. Yeah, and then he. What else did he say? Well, that's the thing. I said we were saying it's like Glenn should have just fucking killed him and left him there. He should have. You know, because like, why have this guy come back? And then Glenn goes and talks to him this episode. He's like, look. Buddy. Yeah. I'm gonna keep this short. Don't say anything. But don't you think? I mean, because then they show one other thing is that they reveal that Nicholas is the one that took Rick's gun. They found Rick's gun in the coffee can so or in the blender. Bad. Or it was. I mean, that could that's got bad written all over it. Yeah, because cowardly people with guns usually yeah. like killed. You know, that's what look what happened to uh, was it Wild Bill. Well, Bill Hickok got killed by a coward with a gun. Yeah. You know, shot in the back of the head. You know, cowards and guns. That's cowards not and a good guns, mix. not good. Yeah, not a good mix. Yeah, and so Nicholas has the gun. Uh, Carl and his female counterpart oh, yeah. are getting Carl kind of almost got some in a tree, which was a weird scene. I mean, he, so he's out. What's her name? It's a weird name. It's like Ann Rand or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's like Ayn, Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. No, it's like Eden or My buddy Eden has a joke. There's Aiden. no Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sandro. What's up, Sandro? That's a great joke. Yeah, no, so he's with the girl who's kind of a rebel, and she was one who was out like they were in the world. And they were just, yeah, well, she likes to sneak off and... You know, tram, trance around, trance around, run, run free run in the free. In the, in they the, have a frolic scene. The frolic. They, we like to frolic. We frolic. <laughs> frolic together. We like to frolic in the trees. We like to kill the zombies and then a frolic. Yeah, yeah, they do. They they went on a little frolicking. They went on a frolic, and then they then they zombies are coming. And they go into this hallowed out tree, which you pointed out seems sort of a fucking stupid. death trap. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Because there's like this like small pack of walkers, and like we'll just go into this like hollowed out tree where there's literally nowhere to go- leave, and it's just opened enough to fit their two living bodies inside. So they almost kiss. They almost but kiss. Carl pussies out, and he's like, "Fuck, but I'm he scared touches, of you like, too." Her hand. No, she touches his hand. Well, she says. I'm scared oh, of you. No, no, no. But first, because she was like, oh, I'm scared of you. And then, then he goes to kiss her. And then he gets a little he boner. Doesn't. And he's like, oh, my boner. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah, he's like, fuck. Oh. No, he kind of like, you think they're going to kiss and he doesn't. And, and then, she's like, you're scared and then of me she grabs too. his hand. And he's like, oh, you're scared of me too. You're scared of me, dude. I can't quit you. But they get, but the walkers just like keep going by. But yeah, you're right. I mean, wouldn't they either see them or well, smell them or something? If they smelled them or saw them, they're and fucked. Con- they, there's nothing they could do. They literally have to push through they'd just be torn apart in the side of a tree yeah it'd be they couldn't like, do anything oh it'd be horrible it'd be yeah. the worst death like yeah. young love died <laughs> death be very speaking of worst death so daryl is worst out death. with 
Aaron. Aaron, yes. Scouting for new people. And they find these really gruesome deaths. All hacked with up. With that brand, that W that brand. That W again. brand, which was an M, but now I think it's more of a no, W. I think it's a W. I think it's a W as well at this point. And this poor woman is like tied to Strung up the naked. Tree naked and was eaten Gutted alive. out. Yeah, yeah, eaten out. Got it out. Got it out. It out. <laughs> eaten out. Oh, eaten out. Oh, I meant they're her guts. They were eating yeah, out guts. of her body. That's what I meant. Jesus. Yeah, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so she was eaten alive, <laughs> and there was a W on her forehead. And then they had a killer because she was a walker. Was walker. W. That's and there was a guy, w. w. Walker. Stands for walker. Yeah. Uh, that's, his, that's his brand. Like, dude, <laughs> get a new brand, dude. Get a new brand. It's like not very clever. For some Someone who's so like stealthy around the camp <laughs> yeah. compound. Your brand isn't all that clever, W guy. Yeah, that's so. Funny. There's a and then remember they first find like a mutilated body, and then they see the one guy's tied up to a tree. Oh, I don't there's remember one that. Guy, there's a first. There's a guy who's tied up and like killed. I remember there's just like a bunch of limbs on the ground. Like, yeah, but really, then there's another guy, and not just limbs, but they were like really like cut like a butcher they were yeah. like cut like, with a sword or something not just torn apart or ran over so there's or something. some bad people out there there's some people out there i don't know if they're leading up to the next big uh thing already the next big conflict already or if it's just a different something else they're going to introduce but bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, there bum. is trouble on the horizon there's trouble but well the big whole thing of this episode was rick and pete pete Going out the window in a massive fight. Pete the cheat. Pete the the, the abuser, the, the, the domestic violator. Gambler. The drunken gambler. Yeah, he's a domestic abuser and a violent alcoholic. And the and uh, they and this is all happened in the book when Rick confronts Deanna about it, and she's like, she no. knows. And she's like, I yes. Knew. I hoped it would stop. I hoped it would you stop. Said, you knew. She's like, yeah, he's a surgeon. He fixes people. We and need him. He beats his wife and he fixes other people. Beats his wife, yeah. fixes people. <laughs> beats his wife, fixes people. That's kind of the pattern that we've come to you know, establish here at Alexandria. Yeah, and, and that was an interesting showdown because Rick basically says, I will kill him if he doesn't. And she's like, no, we'd exile him if it came to that. But we're not going to do. We don't kill people. Well, Rick said, he's like, well, what do you want to do? She said, what do you want to do? He's like, we kill him. I'll go kill him right now. He's like, I'll kill him right now. What well, no, gonna... didn't he first say we ex we we remove him from no, the house? No, he said we kill him, I think. Oh, I I, no, said... I think he said that they need to be separated. No, he said, we need to be, they need to be separated. And she said, what if he doesn't want to stay that way? Then I kill him. Then I kill him. Yeah, that's and right. She's like, we don't do that. We it's exile like, him. Well, what do we do? You know, we and oh, and then she says we exile him, and Rick was like, "No, no way. what if he comes back? What, what if he if joins people, a group?" And, and he's right. Yeah, totally. Like you can't. Like it, it's a different world, and the and the Alexandria people clearly you see now they have no idea. Well, that that whole thing of like letting the person is. go is it always brings me back to Saving Private Ryan. That oh, same thing. Yes. It's that same thing where they let the German go, and sure enough, he comes yep. back around and bites him in the ass. Yep. That's what I always think of. That scene when he's singing the Mickey Mouse, or uh, what's he talking about? Does he sing the the Mouseketeers theme while he's digging his own tra- grave or yeah. something like that? Or he sings something. He's like, I love America, America, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, say, can you see? Oh, say, can right. you see? He's like, yeah, that's an awesome scene, man. 
And then they let him go. Mistake. They fucking blindfold him and let him go. And then, yeah. So and that's he finds exa- a unit and goes back and gets circulated back into the thing and kills yeah. one of them. He kills Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what would happen. No, with he, kill, he doesn't kill Tom Hanks. He kills... No, he kills Tom Hanks. Two? It's not the one oh. that kills um, Adam. No, he whatever. kills him with a knife. No, no, that's a different a soldier. I always thought it was that, oh. but that's a soldier that he kills Tom Hanks when Tom Hanks is on the bridge and he's shooting. Oh, and, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, I always thought it was that guy too. He comes back and kills. I thought he did. I thought no, that was. that's not him. It's not. Uh, I always no thought that was again. too. It's a, it's a different soldier. Well, anyways, you're right. That's a good example, and that's why they shouldn't do it. But so. Rick goes, well, Carol's on board with Rick, although Carol's playing this one much more clever because nobody knows that she's, you know, badass Carol. She's pretending like she's on everybody's side and she's Betty Crocker and all this shit. Making casseroles. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart over here. And she, but she's, you know, she's the one who tells Rick, you're going to have to kill Pete. And he confronts Jesse. Who's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this for me? And you you realize, okay, they dig each other. Yeah. This is revealed. He basically, Rick reveals that he has feelings for her. And she finally, basically, I guess, reveals she has feelings for him. And yes, she wants well, his help. Well, because she says, would you do this for someone else? And he said no. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, shit. And yes, help me. Well, help then me. let's get freaky. <laughs> freaky, freaky. Kill my husband and then have sex with me and then play catch with my son. No. Assume my assume assume, assume the new I, family. Then me and my son and your son will be best friends and we'll all like have a new family and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Uh Man, that's what happens in the book, pretty much. Uh, Pete. Uh, Pete comes in. He's like, what are you doing here, what Rick? What are you doing? Get out. You need to leave. And Rick, or that funny, that awesome scene where he's just like, keep walking. Oh, that was the best. Yeah, where he's cool. like, what was he doing? He was like in front of the pond or something. Yeah, it was at night. He's at the pond. He's, and he's thinking. Like, hey, Rick, well, he had the, that matter? fucking pistol in his hand, that little revolver that he's yeah. been keeping secret. His secret revolver, his secret revolver, which he takes out, uh, and after during the fight, the big fight at the end of the yeah. show. Well, and then so Pete comes up to him and he's like, "Hey, Rick, what's going on?" And he, he like, you don't know what he's going to do. And he finally turns around and he says, "Keep walking." He's like, "Something wrong, Rick?" It's pretty. Do you want to have a beer or something? Intense. Man? It's very like Rick season five. Yeah, bad Rick. Yeah, badass Rick. Badass Rick. Though I, and then so obviously this leads up to this big fight. They go through the window. Well, they go in a fight and like Pete's a big dude. Yeah, he's bigger. So it's not like Rick just sort of subduing him. You know, it was like they're fighting. They're up against the wall in the living room, and they're over the couch, and they break the coffee table. And the coolest part is they just show like an outside shot of the the window on the porch, and it's just like quiet window. Yeah. Now look at this nice <laughs> plain, pane glass window. <laughs> and it's like mm, so peaceful out here, isn't yeah. it? What a lovely day. <laughs> Yep. through and it's like oh, I was waiting to see that because it's one of the coolest parts in the comic when they literally go through the window and they really did it justice I have to say I was like yes fuck yeah you're waiting for that moment you know and it literally they pour out onto the street and there's a giant crowd and they show from Sasha's perspective where she's picking off walkers that are sort of built up building oh, yeah, up on the wall. Oh yeah she's gone full apocalypse now. Well she's yeah and there's a whole scene with her and Rosita and Michonne end up tracking her and she's just out in the field like with 
solo john rambo fucking killing taking and them hunting out. them she's like i'm sick of being on the defense man i'm fucking taking these guys out she's lost it she's totally lost. she's losing it. it yeah she's losing it and it's funny though because in the same token she's not a character in the comics and they've sort of done this interesting thing where sasha has now assumed the role that andrea played at this point in Alexandria, because Andrea was like one of the best shots of the group, mm-hmm. and she just takes that tower position and ends up sort of like sleeping up there a lot and mm-hmm. like staying up there and, and sniping people and sniping mm-hmm. walkers and people. And so they sort of like tie that into Sasha's now character, mm-hmm. uh, you know, plot. And then now also this other, other uh, plot of her just being fucking losing it, losing you know, losing it. it. And Michonne having to, you know, come and save her. She almost gets almost bitten. She gets fucking pinned down. Yeah, by the she's putting and... people in danger, actually. Yeah, yeah. And so it's cool, though, to see her because she's up there sniping, sniping. And then she sees, like, people on the inside of Alexandra all, like, running, running towards something that she doesn't know what it is. And then it cuts back to the fight and they're fucking blah, blah, and they're bloody. And he's got him from behind. Super and, bloody. Yeah. And then, like, Carl's like, Dad, stop. And he's like, get out of here. And like Jesse's like, Pete, stop. And he's like, fuck off. And right. then, and then, then, Pete, then Rick gets the better of him. And Deanna comes. And, and, like, and Rick's this. like having this basically speech about. This. Well, he pulls the gun on because these other people come. And he's like, what are you going to do? I got a gun, stupid. Yeah. And that's what I thought. I thought they were going to have Nicholas pull his gun and they like, change that scene a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. I thought that was going to happen. Nick pulls the gun and then Rick shoots Nick. But they kept it true to the comic where they have this cool back and forth. Deanna and rick about you know yeah we know who has to leave and rick's oh me i need to leave oh no we're not leaving you're like if i want i'll just take this fucking place over and then smack fucking michonne takes him out michonne like puts him down like for his own good and that's what actually happens in the comic it happens in the comic and it is explained and it seems abrupt and like seems like a you know uh disloyal or something like that like why would you do that like you know like well yeah, you, you're supposed you to have his back yeah, yeah why don't you have his back but she explains it in such a way like this is the best thing i could do for you you're a fucking mess and like you're in the you're yeah. scaring everyone and like you know i have to show them that if we're gonna it's like if we're gonna make this move that's not the way to do it right you know what i mean and she wants to do it she's like i'm on your side 100 percent, dude like forever you know ride or die yeah i mean the only thing i'll say is that Every time people don't listen to Rick, there's a fucking problem. I mean, every time at the hospital, then Beth dies. He wanted to go in and, you know, they didn't listen to the way he wanted to go in. Boom. They like Terminus. He wanted to go back and kill all them. Yeah. Bob's legs get eaten. Well, it's one of those things where like you're our fearless leader until we disagree with you and then but all they of a keep sudden disagreeing with well that's what happened again when they met Aaron he's like no we're not doing that and they're like but we want to yeah, do that but we want to you know, the barn smells like you know horse poop yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like Daryl 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 that's not shouldn't that's be not from you. you that's from like no. Eugene or something Daryl's like kind of smells in here <laughs> it's like dude you haven't bathed in <laughs> yeah, since the apocalypse smell. yeah you kind of smell in here you smell like horse pucky yeah, that's funny. That yeah, it's true though. But I've, that's again, that's more of a, a, a TV show thing. They're not as like re- resistant to Rick um, in the comic as much. You know, mm. it's more sort of like they they're more agreeable as a group when they decide to go and this sort of thing outside of the obvious sort of like plot twisting, disagreeing mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's true. It, it continually happens. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen to the same effect this time because, like, it's not really going against Rick. It's kind of like, 
you know, pouring the the bucket of water on your drunk friend. Kind I, of yeah, thing. you're right. That's probably yeah. It, though they show in the previews for the season finale that they're all sitting around in a kumbaya circle, yeah. like with the campfire, saying, "We have to talk." Deanna says, "I'm here to talk about Rick Grimes," and he gets he clearly gets isolated into a house by himself. He gets put into a house where he has to stay there, and it's like guarded by yeah. people. That's what happens in the comic, and they actually keep it's cool because. The way he ha- they have his face bandaged is very similar to the comic because it doesn't really even look like real bandages because it's like these little pieces of medical tape all over his face. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of how Kirkman or whoever drew it um, mm. in the comic. So that was actually like a pretty cool nod to the comic. Just watching the previews for next episode, it's like, oh, that's exactly how they sort of placed them. It almost really? looks like Sin City kind of like it did. That's uh, what I thought with yeah. Marv when Marv gets the cuts on his face and they really stand out these little pieces of tape yeah. and bandages. It's really cool uh i was like oh that's cool they really like to do that one thing to stay true to that one little thing clearly there was someone in a makeup chair like looking at the comic and like how can we do this and make it look like that you know they do there i have to say they're the way they kind of do the odes to the comic is very uh it's nice and sincere and it's very different than the way game of thrones does to the books because really they just have charting their own course and they yeah. have to because he's not finishing the series you know well he did like epic <laughs> troll again this he's been like master troll master he's like troll master he's like the troll master yeah. where he's like you know what the book <laughs> might be done this year now <laughs> i've decided that it maybe could be done yeah what a Dick. I remember in January I said that it's not coming out this year, so don't yeah. hold your breath. Well, now it's March, and now I feel like you know what? I think it might actually come out. You know, might, but might not. But might not. He didn't confirm that it would. He yeah. just put it out there that it's not a hundred percent not coming out, which is like fuck off, you troll. Yeah. You troll. Well, and then you don't get. And interestingly enough, he's not involved in this season. Yeah, that's funny. And that's funny too. It's not surprising because I'm sure that they have to come up with an ending, and they have to, you know, for the series. You know, I'm sure, you know, they're, I don't know how many seasons they're going to do, but I wouldn't guess it's going to go more than seven. And Yeah, seven or eight, I'd say. They might do eight. I don't think they'll do eight. You don't think they'll get to eight or only on five? You think they're going to do only two more? I think they might do two more, but don't that's, hold me to that. But I don't know. that's kind of what I, I'm I could, Well, I don't think they'd do ten. I think they would do no, eight. No, they won't do ten. Maybe they'll do eight. But they, But they definitely have to see... Uh, you know, they have to put, go in a direction. They have to come up with their own conclusions of things. They have to decide who Jon Snow's mother is for him. If he has it, if he doesn't decide, right. if he doesn't tell us that they're just going to come up with their best educated guess. I think which is cool. It. That would be cool. Yeah. Because that's sort of like what any fan fiction person would do is just right. sort of like, yeah, this is it. This is okay, my idea. This is it. Because everyone who's writing on that show must have read all the books in many different I would ways think, yeah. and forms. And fucking, it'd be like a total, like you'd have to write like a thesis. Like you have yeah. to do like a fucking advanced de- f- degree fucking thesis to write on that show. Fuck yeah. You know, there's so much source material. It'd be like studying the history of a real civilization yeah. that existed. At languages, at all kinds yeah. of stuff. I mean, think Regions about that. They have to have people doing the different languages. And houses, all these different houses and family trees yeah, and shit. Yeah, no, it's quite, it's almost like you are being a historian. Yeah, you, you are. Well, sort of like Tolkien world. 
Yeah, it is like Tolkien it's totally world like Tolkien is world. similar. Yeah. Like it's also being like a. <laughs> it's a funny because it's a history. You're like being a historian of a thing that of a never existed, that never, yeah, existed. <laughs> that never was, or never will be. Yeah. yeah but you're, you know, you're getting on TV, right? <laughs> 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 it's pretty funny. It's like reading the zombie survival guide. It's like you're reading up like it's an almanac on something like that will real. never happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're worse for writing it or for reading it, but nah. you know, I've, I I've know, read like, it though, so. It's, like, like the uh, CDC folks always say, hey, it can't hurt for people to know this shit because in an emergency situation, a lot of this stuff rings applies. True. Yeah, it all yeah. applies to the same the same basic thing. And it, to be honest, if you if you read the Zombie Survival Guide by Max Brooks, there's a lot of stuff in there that just seems like it was pulled out of like earthquake survival tactic or right. tsunami survival yeah. uh, rules. You probably know, was. Yeah, I'm sure he probably read all of that stuff and then sort of took the pieces that he felt could apply to a zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. and then added in the addition of the walking dead you know what right. i mean of the walking undead or whatever it is because those are the same things those are the same thing. uh yeah so, but it's cool this episode in terms of this episode it's uh, fucking awesome man it was awesome it was awesome and it really sets up a, a 90 minute season finale yes. which we have to watch in a really cool bar in seattle that's right while we're in emerald city comic-con yeah, we'll have lots we'll to be, report uh, it looks like a cool little bar we actually roanoke park place well it's seattle. funny because we we had to research like the hotel doesn't have amc fucking why why, why not you stupid it's the <laughs> w too it's like you're at the w hotel right yeah. you you know you there's a hollywood there's a it's vegas there's fucking there's you know, everything everything yeah, yeah. You don't have AMC. Hmm. hmm. And then it's it's fucking Comic-Con. So I'm like, okay, let's Google, you know, Walking Dead season finale watching parties. There must be tons of those. Right. And like nothing. Nothing. Unless I'm just like not Unless, on the yeah, forums. Yeah, if anyone knows of any. Yeah, if anyone knows of any. In Seattle. If anyone knows of like a Walking Dead forum, I feel like there would be something like a meetup group. We found there were, one well, thing. Well, there were a bunch of meetup groups that, no, in not, different not cities. No, not in different cities, but yeah. not Seattle. Yeah, so it's like, fuck. So there's like this one place that's like, yeah, we show The Walking Dead. Yep. Come in and have a fucking pint. And we'll do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do we're it. we it. Beer and Walking see Dead. we our season finale. Yeah, we'll fucking get it in there. Yep. They have ping pong at Seattle. They do cool yeah, stuff like that. Beer ping and ping pong. pong, sure. Well, so... So yes, I'm holding that my breath. That happened. That happened. Uh, it made me jizz in my pants. Hey now. Well, it's like that only island song where they jizz in their pants. You dude. No. Doofus. So Making. Justice and Doom uh, meter for this week. We're talking about Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. We're late to the party, but better late than never. Well, we're not late to the party because it is now on VOD. So well, we're sort of late to the party because the Oscars already happened, and we didn't sense. see it we when it was theatrically it. released. We didn't see it when it mattered. When it was like people were going to win fucking awards for this movie, which, which the only reason I'm upset about it is because it's fucking brilliant tour yeah. de force. Fucking holy shit! I can't believe that I didn't go see this in theaters. Yeah, you know, and I wanted to, and then I we, we, there's so many other there movies, were other things to go, and, and see. just didn't go see it. And it was only playing in a couple theaters, you know. And so it's like, right. ah, you got to find the right time. It just didn't happen. And then once it, like, I mean, as soon as it's on VOD, it's like, yeah, Foxcatcher, let's watch that. Let's right. watch that. And holy fucking shit, man! Like, what a cast! What what a fucking what a story! And if you don't know the story, it's about Mark and David Schultz, who were Olympic gold medal winning wrestlers and um, brothers from the u.s and brothers and it's the story about how they mark essentially gets seduced into this odd patronage by 
uh, John Dupont, who's a billionaire of the Dupont family. Yeah, of like old money, old money, old trust money. money, not just billionaire like from the fucking internet boom billionaire, not a like, hip hop like, mogul billionaire. No, yeah, like fucking old money, oldest money family, like Rockefeller own, Dupont. Yeah, they yeah. own like granite. Yeah, they own, <laughs> <laughs> they own all the granite. Well, Dupont paint, you know, yeah, it's Dupont, the largest chemical company yeah, in the world. Any Dupont, anything, right? Yeah, and that's this guy, John Dupont, and he was like basically recruited and then seduced, and it's under the guise of wrestling and coaching, which and is coaching very weird because he doesn't know how to coach or wrestle. Yeah, and no spoilers. We might as well go like because yeah. we went. I went in knowing. I actually heard this story as a kid in the nineties, hearing about it. Like sort it of happened in eighties. It happened in eighty eight, eighty seven, eighty eight. And I remember being a young, young kid in like the 90-something, having my parents talk about this like rich guy who had a tank and he would drive the tank and be like, can Dave come out and play with my tank? You know, and like this psycho like yeah. billionaire. I'm like, what is the story? And then flash forward like 20 years later and it's this brilliant movie and it's a real story and it's a fucking very terrifying tragic story. yeah and tragic. channing tatum is is mark who is who is kind of in the shadow he's also won a gold medal but he's in the shadow of his older brother played by mark ruffalo dave yeah and he who's dave schultz the, dave schultz who's very much the older brother you know kind of coaching him and and then and, and father DuPont, figure and father figure because dave has a wife dave has kids mark is a single man living in a fucking crummy Dumb apartment hole. Doing like interviews at schools in front of twenty snot nosed kids, talking right. about his gold medal, and it's just he's eating like a ramen with you know he's just yeah. he's just miserable. It just seems <laughs> like a really a miserable life. existence. And the funny thing after you watch the movie, there's one line that Mark says to David as they're training is like, "Hey man, have you been calling my house and just hanging up?" And he's like, what? No. And then like they never address it again. And yeah. they're like, okay, let's get to training. And then you like after watching the movie, you're like, holy fucking shit. Like it this DuPont, DuPont, this guy DuPont. He was, upset. He, be, he was clearly upset. I mean, he's probably homosexual, but, but they don't, they kind of flirt with that in the film. Yeah, But they he's do. obsessed with Mark and he brings him to, and he, and he gets him at a, at a point where a lot of people are vulnerable where he's in the shadow of his brother and yeah. he says, I'm going to push you forward. You're going to train in my facilities. Train in my facility. Gorgeous facilities. And he's going to pay him, and he said 25K a year, and now that sounds like nothing. But again, this is 87, right. and he's like broke. Right. And all you have to and you get living, you yeah, get a, food. not just living, a chalet to yeah, live in. Yeah, a chalet. And like, you get to train in these amazing brand new facilities that are privately owned and, and operated. Yeah. You know, it's not a public gym. And this giant, like, thousand acre farm and in, in you know, hunting grounds and bird watching. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And Mark, it's like this dream come true. He flies him out on a helicopter yeah. and like lands like how you're like totally seduced, yeah. you know? And he goes back and tells his brother, like, hey man, we gotta do this. And David's like, We like, I got a family here. I'm not gonna move. Yeah, and like you can no, you you should do it, but like we can't do this, you know. Right. But you you can do it, bro. You know, if you want to do this, if this is what you want to do, train for the Olympics in '88 because it's '87, right. you know. So uh, it's we have a year to train for this thing, and I'm getting offered to be paid to train. It's in, it's incredible, and so he moves and he goes. And I've said I said the first thing that made me, that came to my mind after watching it to a point is that it's really similar to the movie behind the candelabra yeah which is the story of liberace which it's like the parallels are it's it's, it's incredible. insane incredible yeah. uh, of uh scott thorson who is the one who was seduced and played by matt damon mm. by michael douglas playing liberace right. it's very similar 
the money and, and yeah. the, the sort of like naivete yeah. on their part, even though uh, Mark Schultz was probably maybe 10 or eight years older than Scott Thorson when they were had right. met their each their creepy father figure right. guy, <laughs> right, right. you know, but it's very similar yeah. to that movie. And it ends up, it just ends up spiraling out of control. And it starts about like, I want America to be America and I'm a part of this family. And you find out like DuPont is just a crazy oh, man, weirdo. a crazy man with yeah. a crazy notion and billions of dollars to make it look authentic. Yeah. You know, like he has no background in wrestling, but he was a triathlete. After I went and did like research Uh and watched real documentaries about John DuPont, and they're so total like propaganda documentaries of that like this is John DuPont. Himself, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're really funny propaganda videos. Yeah, like, this is John, and John is a friend to everyone, a friend to everyone, a regular American Joe. Yeah, like, you know, and he likes to fish in his pond, and he likes right. to swim and super eighties and coach propaganda. kids, and like he's around kids. He's around. It's weird to think because yeah. he's a fucking psycho. What happens is, fast forward, he kills David Schultz. He kills him. Yeah. In cold Sorry blood. Sorry to drop that on yeah, you. Like if we, you haven't seen it. If you it, haven't seen the it's movie. It's a true story. It's a true so. story. Yeah. He kills David. And before that, there's a whole bunch of just sort of break, basically breaking down Mark Schultz from uh, you know an elite American Olympian wrestler yep. to sort of like a fun boy, like a fucking side Drugs, piece, man. Coke. That's, that was the craziest. That's like, because there's already this sort of weird... He's always like, you want to drink? Oh, no, I shouldn't. Oh, yeah, good. Yes, you're training. Good, good. Yeah. Because he's always drinking a scotch or a right. whiskey. Uh, DuPont. Right. Well, he's probably an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. He's, and clearly a drug addict. Yeah. And, like a, you know, and he has all that money. Right. And he he orders this tank, and it's delivered, and they don't have a 50 caliber gun that's supposed to be mounted on the top. <laughs> so he makes them take it back. Yeah, and there's, like, soldiers. It's like, yeah, how did you get crazy. this? Because the DuPont family made all the ammunition for the Civil War or something like that. Holy you know. Shit. So they have this, like, deep, deep relationship with the american military yeah so john dupont would be like i want a tank yeah i want to get me a tank get me a tank get me a sherman tank oh man yeah and so there's all these little things and the craziest part is they're on the helicopter and they're flying to this uh, party an award, like an a, award a thing show. where he's getting an award and he's a writing a speech award. for channing tatum to read yeah introducing him that's really yeah uh, like total like i love this he's this the man, greatest he's you a know, father figure you to see, me it's clearly he just is creating because we should he's also say he has this issue with his mother like yeah they his, all do his mother who is this you know 90s Played by vanessa redgrave who's amazing super old money yep like horse breeder and racer champion yeah. horse breeder woman you know growing up in just like the most elite of elite yeah. american lifestyles hates it's, wrestling hates it's low it's class. a low sport yeah. You know, anything like that is low to them. If it's right. not water polo or fox hunting or cricket. or polo polo, yeah. cricket, horse racing, yeah. you know, there's a handful of things. And tennis, then maybe. Tennis, racket sports, yeah. racket sports, sure, badminton, tennis, squash. It's a low sport, and she makes it clear to him. And he's clearly trying to, because there's this great scene where he's, Mark's already there. So he, flash forward, you know, after. Oh, we got to talk. So they're on, wait, wait. So look, okay, let's so let's go see back that to that. So they're on the helicopter. He's Mark is trying to like get through this speech, which he just hands to him bef- right before they get there. And John just busts out a fucking line of Coke. Yeah. And like he has this little Coke kit and there's a mirror and there's these yeah. three vials of Coke and this like little golden straw. And he just starts fucking tooting lines. Yep. And then he's trying to read it. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, here, have some of this. This will help you learn the speech. He's like, wait, it's cocaine mark you gotta put it in uh, your nose like i don't think i should i don't think i can just just take the vial yeah and put it on the mirror 
and just tap it out and take the straw and you put it up your nose. He's like, do I do it? The whole thing, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, do it. And so Horrible. he's coked out. He's trying to learn, the, he's trying to read this speech with clearly like grammar that's over his head, yep. words that are over his head. And it's a great scene because they're like yeah. doing coke on a helicopter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's insane. <laughs> and they get to this, this sort of totally like upper crust, like one percenter kind of uh, dinner gala yeah. thing where it's, I don't know if it's just to honor John DuPont because he can like, just, he has enough money to, to honor, like, honor himself. Yeah, like how Donald sterling does right. yeah he does buy awards for buy himself. awards for himself yeah and, and so the opening speech is mark saying like this man is a father figure to me the golden eagle yeah John call he, yeah that's right he tells him to call him either eagle or golden well eagle. he goes he's like now that we're friends most people just call me eagle or golden eagle yeah it's or john <laughs> it's creepy or coach or, or coach. coach and like yeah it's like coach john coach eagle you know what i mean so Whoa. he introduces him as the golden eagle john dupont at this and he's coked yeah. out of his head and he's never done it before yeah. and he's an elite athlete i like, know it's so sad it's terribly sad yeah it's just you know because it just goes from bad to worse because yeah. he starts doing coke and now all well, the other cut, wrestlers like yeah cut to that, cut scene. To that scene where he's like john dupont sitting in his little like lawn chair and he has his whistle and Mark's like cutting his hair with trimmers and yeah. he has and now Mark has like frosted tips like yeah. dyed hair <laughs> and he's shirtless and he's wearing shorts and there's just a fucking big pile of coke busted out on the table yeah. he's hitting lines during the day trimming them giving them well, a little lineup that was totally like beyond, beyond the beyond the candelabra yeah that was it's completely totally, like that yeah. Yeah, except there was no sex yeah there was no sex but, but there was implied sex there was implied implied sex. like uh, sexual tension uh, detention or at least sexual just uh, you know inappropriate yeah. where it's like Mark wake up it's 4.30 in the morning training session right now and it's just Mark like wrestling John while John lies there on the wrestling yeah night. oh it's that just, was like, really creepy so there were some moments where you're just squinching you yeah know? it's brilliant though it's a brilliant it's, film well and then remember they also show the rest of the team they're all sitting around smoking weed yeah there's a bong training. yeah there's a bong they're watching UFC on the TV there's pizza boxes like it's gone downhill it's gone down and then but he doesn't realize that he's directly DuPont responsible for all this he comes in and he's sees this and he's like why is the gym empty or because he goes to the gym first there's no yeah. one in there he's like why is there no one in the gym why are they training and mark's just like oh i gave the boys the Who's morning off yeah yeah and he gonna, slaps him across the face yeah, he's remember? Like, we're gonna do doubles in the evening you know and he's like slap i should have never brought you here i'm gonna get your brother david here and that was like the ultimate betrayal because yeah. they had this conversation of like i think you've been living in your brother's shadow yeah i think you're your own person you're here to become your own person i'm gonna help you be that person you're gonna win gold at the olympics in 87 and this whole thing and then to go back and be like i should have never brought you here and that's a lot like that's a lot liberace, like liberace too where they they build you up just to take you down just for their own like sick it's enjoyment sick. it's really sick yeah because like we said the, the guys with the money none of this matters to them yeah but these guys that are like at their whim it's everything and nothing the you know stakes what I mean? are so high for them for mark schultz versus johnny he has like, nothing to go to yeah he goes back into DuPont nothing has all this money and he can do whatever he wants yeah it's insane and then it, it's, it's crazy so he gets his brother david well they, remember it's like it's not gonna happen you're not gonna get dave and that's when yeah. he slaps him. He's like, that won't happen. And yeah. he slaps him. And he does get him. Well, at first, and at first he didn't get him. And then, yeah, and then it comes back around and he gets Dave to come out on a helicopter. Yeah, with, with his family. His family's there. And like, and then he, Dave goes and sees the facilities and everyone's there except Mark. Yeah. And Mark's in the chalet like, what do you want? You know? Right. And he's like, what's the matter, bro? And like, big brother always knows kind that of thing. Something's wrong. Like, he knows. And Mark's nothing. Oh, I don't know quiet stupid like you know yeah 
it's just the story itself is unbelievable. He ends up having that breakdown in the hotel ultimately, and it's just really sad. Well, it's sad because he does the exact thing that he's not supposed to do, and he's just ordering all this room service, and he's eating it with his hands, and he's eating chocolate bars and steak and burgers and fried chicken, and he literally gains like all this weight, and he has, and, and Dave has to come and talk, and that's the scene where he puts his head through the wall, Which and is literally, a famous scene, yeah, yeah, cuts his face open in real life, I guess. Channing Tatum did that, like it was he was supposed in to do life, something Channing like that. Tatum cut his head, yeah, Channing oh. Tatum cut his head in that, like that was one of the things that sort of circulated in press was that he was supposed to look at the mirror or like do something but he sort of just ad-libbed smashing his head in the mirror man and he put his head through the fucking wall shit and cut himself yeah it looks pretty violent it's and but it's just sad it's like and the brother's there to help him oh and remember the scene where he's not letting dupont come in and see what's going wrong yeah he's just keeping him out keeping him out and being really courteous about it and like, being courteous yeah but dupont's clearly getting pissed off and getting like getting an inkling of something like you like you know yeah. you're, i'm losing my boy i'm losing you, him yeah yeah you know and like he gains 12 pounds and they weigh him in he's like you're 12 pounds over and so right. he had to get on like the, the fan bike and fucking sweat it's it out amazing they did it and he did it and, and like to do that and to cut all that weight like you become so dehydrated like i've yeah, heard about fighters fight? to, so exactly to go in and fight and then win just making the weight is a feat at right. that point once you like binge like that and he had to puke he had to throw up yeah, in the toilet awful. yeah it's just like it goes through the ringer man this guy and he ends up making it to the olympics which is incredible like it was right. un- unforeseen like everything that happened to think that he would make it especially doing hard drugs and alcohol like right that, man. like a, to be an elite athlete, like okay if you're like just messing around but an elite athlete to take a dip like that a big dip could be all over man you know so to come back and like you know he goes to the olympics and that's when Dave agrees to be the head coach of Foxcatcher. Right. And then when, then when Dave finally agrees to be the head coach, Mark is like, we need to get out of here, man. We need to get out of here. Yeah. Like, this is bad news. He's like, dude, like my family's here now. We yeah, have a house. I want to make this work. Brother, we have to make this work. He's like, well, after the Olympics, then we got to go. Because they had a meeting with like USA Wrestling Corporation. Oh, yeah. And you know? they're going to agree to have the whole thing happen at Foxcatcher. Yeah. The whole U.S. team is going to trade there. And, yeah. and, and he agreed to make like a 500000 thousand dollar donation right to the USA which was wrestling. like it might as well have been like two million today today yeah, yeah. two two point five three million who knows yeah, yeah. Uh, easily and so they, yeah and so they like relocate the whole usa wrestling cor- like fu- you know whatever right fucking association to the fox catcher ranch and dave is like the head coach or something you know right and and so what happens is after that there's like the whole falling out between yeah, Mark leaves. Mark and John and they have to have this meeting where it's like even if I'm working here you're gonna take care of my brother like whether he's oh, here right. or not remember that, that was meeting cool. before the Olympics yeah before the Olympics like, but you're gonna be in his corner but Dupont wants to be in his corner at on the, the Olympics. during the Olympics. Which is insane. I kind of want to go and watch the old footage and see if he's there. Like, like they, if that was, you know, fanning him. He just had the towel. And clearly, like, is pissed. He doesn't want him. Well, to it's be like, there how could all. you focus on winning a wrestling match at the Olympics or any Olympic level competition when there's like this weird pedophile? Yeah. fucking psychopath in your corner every time you take a seat this guy's fanning you off yeah with a it's towel. so creepy like, there's no way you could focus on winning a match at that at that level at that elite level no. it's incredible to watch this movie and the whole story behind everything well you know it's going on on 
television in front of the world stage, you know, this yeah. like, crazy sordid story is going on behind the scenes. And then that scene where they're doing yet another propaganda film and Dave they're filming gets these documentaries. Yeah. And he can't say because they want him to say that John's a mentor yeah, and the guy and has, doesn't even know how to wrestle no. practically. And he's had, remember he held that his own wrestling competition? Yeah. John oh, right. DuPont For wrestling, 50 and over. 50 and over. And he like wins against this they guy. Pay the guy. And they pay the guy off. You see him. Yeah. Oh, and Anthony Michael Clarkson or Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, I he plays get, his like, his like manservant. Yeah. One of his lackeys. And yeah. Yeah. It's, and you pay, you see him pay the guy, the other old wrestler guy. And John's like winning. And he has a trophy yeah. and he shows it to his mom like see mother i won a trophy she's like it says here john dupont wrestling tri- f- uh, competition yeah. he's like but i got first and she's like and you funded this and you funded this like, yes, <laughs> yes mother she knows she knows he's like a hack and everything yeah exactly he's just this hack yeah it's so crazy and like ruining people's lives and he always has really guns ruining. like he has all these guns yeah Remember he goes into the he does and, target practice yeah he goes and he goes into the the um the facilities the wrestling facility while everyone's training at one point and just fires into the air oh that was that? that was the beginning of really because the you descent. know if you know the story you know that he's gonna kill dave but you right. don't know how it's gonna it's still kind yeah. of a mystery when you watch it, because you don't know how it's going to unfold. Right. You know, I really thought that there was going to be some crazy confrontation between yeah. the two of them. And there's a in gun a involved in the or tank something. or in, in the house with a shotgun. Or yeah. I, I didn't know how he was killed. I just know he was killed with a gun. I didn't know the circumstances surrounding it. And so the way that it does happen is like completely unforeseen and really disturbing. And kind of like just surprisingly sort of calm and not like the, there's no heightened anger no yeah there's no sort of like big falling out scene where mark and dave and the gun and it slips and there's a shot no oh, oh dave dave is hit you know it's there's just none of that no it's not and i actually listened to some other sort of interviews one with kurt angle who's actually was like a very successful wwe mm. wwf uh, wrestler and an Olympic gold medalist in 1996, and he trained at Foxcatcher, and he trained really? with Dave Schultz, and he knew these guys, man. Yeah, and he told the story about how uh, there was this one weird encounter where John Dupont like tripped over his own coffee table and knocked himself out. What? And when he came to, he like got all paranoid and suspicious and thought one of the wrestlers knocked him out. Oh, yeah, it's so weird. And then he went and started questioning people. And he's like, Kurt said, he's like, he thought I did it, even though I wasn't even there when that happened. Like, I wasn't even on, in the Fox Hitcher facility. I wasn't living there at the time. Wow. And then he went and, and took a, a, a rifle and pulled it on one of the wrestlers and accused him. Like, did you do this to me? Like, I want you gone. And that guy left. And he's like, we all saw oh, these wow. signs. And no one was willing to, like, talk to him or say that you need help because he's paying everybody. Yeah, he's delusional. And so, like, yeah, there were signs. He's like, yeah, he's like, I feel sort of guilty because, you know, to, for someone I'm like Dave. Well, who would have listened, though? I mean, like, if they had gone Nobody. to the cops, they would have been like, uh, Well, the cops come there. About? The cops, remember they showed that scene? The cops train. They do fire yeah. uh, range. Probably gives them money for stuff sure sure he does yeah he probably pays for all their ammunition or whatever you know who knows how deep it goes yeah so how he really does die is so sad yeah he's He's watching the video of his own documentary and then he just sort of like me like warm up my car is it snowing out warm up my car him and a bodyguard they just drive up to one of the many houses on the you know the grounds right and dave's out there 
uh, working on his working car. On his car. Yeah, his kids are in the doing. house with his wife. Yeah, and, and he he pulls up, literally just rolls up on Dave. Hey, John, how you doing? You know, what are you? What's up? He's right. like, do you have a problem with me? And he's like, no, no problem. And it just gun right yeah. out. And he's like, whoa, man, just fires. Yeah, he doesn't even bat an eye. He, do you have a problem with? He says it twice, maybe. And then yeah. the guy in the seat, the, the bodyguard's like, no, John, stop, yeah. stop. After he starts shooting, then he gets out and hides behind the wheel well. And then the wife comes out and he points the gun at the wife. Yeah. And then she runs back inside and then he, he shoots shooting Dave. Dave in the back. He shot Dave three times and oh. twice in the back, once in the gut or whatever, in the chest and then twice in the back. Yeah. And uh, and then, and then the, they call the cops and the cops come. And actually, they don't show this, but there was like a three-day standoff with the FBI where John DuPont was trying to make like, cl- like you know, demands right. and trying to negotiate and his, his surrender or something like that. And he ends up just getting apprehended and arrested and spends the rest of his life in prison but you know it's funny that he couldn't he buy his way out of there you know like with a billion dollars in this country with the legal system the way it is i guess it was too like dead to rights and there was witnesses yeah witnesses yeah it's insane i feel like with that kind of like old family money now like anybody like almost can buy their way out well, of well look at durst I mean, yeah, the Durst, the Jinx, you know, yeah. that's happening right now, and and another, he could very well get off again yeah, on this one. Another white billionaire, old crazy man, yeah, who just kills people for fun. Well, and, <laughs> and he seems to be a narcissistic, potentially serial killer. I mean, Dupont is definitely crazy sociopath. I mean, yeah, narcissist sociopath. Yeah, living in a bubble. Those a lot of those guys, they live in this crazy billionaire bubble where like you could never relate to them really, right? Unless you had that same sort of money and old family status yep. everyone else is sort of like an underling a peon it's insane it's a weird weird place to have you know your your whole perspective yeah totally isolated but it very much felt not only behind the candelabra but it felt a little Bates motel it felt a little like well his relationship with, with the mother, the mother yeah. was totally Norman Bates man yeah like, and she was in a wheelchair and everything she's just she was alive oh and then the mom does, does die, die. Yeah, yeah during that could have been time. a trigger point for him I'm sure it didn't crazy. help yeah it must have been a trigger point for him but yeah it was very Bates motel he's constantly trying to win her approval and he has no real skills but he has all this money at his disposal right and it's yeah it's insane she and doesn't approve never she's she never, never ends up approving yeah. yeah, and he's trying to be like a coach in the wrestling at, in the, when they're in the wrestling and they're training, and he's like, "Okay, so this is what you do. This works for me every time. Hand over hand, then you shoot." And everyone's and, and like, like Dave's sitting there watching him, listening, like, like because uh, <sighs> his mother comes in and starts watching what yeah, he's doing, and, so he's, and he's trying to pretend like he's the coach. When yeah, he's clearly not. He doesn't. He's never done any wrestling. Yeah, yeah. But he was a triathlete, which is he was. So he did have like he had athletic, some athletic skill, skill or not skill or just you know, yeah, he did that. But what do you think of? Car- I mean, uh, Carell got all the accolades this season. So did Mark Ruffalo, and they and Ruffalo was phenomenal. Ruffalo was crazy good, crazy good. Um, crazy. Carell crazy good. was good. Carell was good, and it's, it's the whole Charlize Theron monster thing where if the whoever transforms himself. The most in the makeup chair sort of gets the, gets most, the most attention, attention, you know. But really, Channing Tatum is the one that kind of got overlooked. He really did because wow, was he good in this? Yeah, like there's a lot of good movies this year, and there's a lot of good acting this year. But Channing Tatum, I gotta say, man, he always plays the like handsome, self-aware, funny guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like this is a total 
departure from that. Absolutely. Like, it's really impressive. Yeah, like, I was he... most impressed by him. And then all of on top of the acting, all of the actual wrestling technique they yep. had to learn and they had to build their bodies. Yeah. A wrestler's physique is very like specific. identifiable, yeah. very specific, very much so. The lats have to be a certain size compared to the chest and the right. it's it's very specific. Yeah. You know? They have to be able to their hand, their arms have to be as strong as their legs, and like they're basically like a gorilla, or you know what I mean? Like, like they have to walk on their hands and their feet just as easily as you right, know what I mean? Right. It's, it's intense, man. The training, there's nothing like it. Yeah. So it's to do that, and itself is a feat, and then to do that and work it into a movie and really sell that character. He was he Mark it. Schultz. I was, man. I mean, again, Ruffalo's phenomenal. I and Carell's very good. Very good. T- Channing Tatum was the one that me to me got overlooked and, and stood out and stood out and yeah. ruffalo too though it's like fuck the way ruffalo sort of carried his hands and his yeah, sort of gait and walking in. and it's just like wow man especially because dave is is dead right you know yeah, mark is still so alive didn't have him to talk to, to or talk to or yeah anything. mark and i guess yeah. mark and channing spent a lot of time together and mm-hmm. mark trained channing in wrestling for the role wow okay. whereas Dave or uh, whereas uh dave whereas mark you know, you can didn't yeah. get to meet him. You'd yeah. have to watch interviews and right. talk to his friends, talk to his training partners and stuff. Yeah. And learn how to wrestle. And not just yeah. learn how to wrestle. Yeah. Learn how to wrestle well enough where you can do scenes that you're like teaching people. You're teaching people technique. Yep. You know, and make that look realistic to guys that are real wrestlers. No, it was it was the film. I what would you? I would give it a nine point five. Yeah, like nine and a half. Yeah, fucking, it's up there. Yeah, it was brilliant. I was in Bennett Miller, the director. The way that the shot composition, yep. the scenes, the way it progressed, and it was you know it was two hours, but it didn't feel that way. It I was, didn't feel that way. No, it was almost it was two in the in a bit, but I was into it the whole time, beginning to end. They had me from the beginning. I yeah. was like, oh shit! And then like once you see them acting as these people are like okay yeah, let's keep this going right and once john dupont's introduced she's like i'm on board with this this is very many uh, multiple layers of characters and in plot you know as like it's wow it's slow and it's very kind of grim i wouldn't call it looking. slow well, though well the it, pacing for a lot of people who are used to kind of getting to things fast 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 yeah it's a very sort of quiet introspective beginning especially the introduction yeah, yeah it is and it, it is. takes its time setting up who this person is mark schultz it unfolds it, but then it picks it up picks really quickly up really quickly exponentially kind of yeah because because you forget that it was slow in the beginning once it gets into sort of Which like I didn't the, mind but some either. people do mind that some of the reviews from users I've read say that it was too slow for them it's like no no way and just no, enjoy it take a second take it a second take we should second all take a second and watch it yeah with yeah. film and just give it a beat man and you'll be surprised how much more fulfilled you will there's be there's so with much the there experience just, it's one of those films where you're watching going shit like fuck holy shit yeah. man and I, I like those stories where it's like manipulation and it's just, you don't know what to Layers. do and you feel trapped. And yeah, it's it's intense, yeah. you know, and then you feel committed and you don't want to let people down. And yeah, and it's yeah, it was I still haven't seen Whiplash. That's the next one. That's yeah, the next, we got to see that one. We'll definitely be see next. that one. I mean, you got to hand it last year's Oscars and last year's like Oscar movies were fucking good, man. Yeah. Um, they were. It was a great list. It was an incredible, uh, incredible group of list films this year. This year. And the more I watch of them, the more I'm like, wow, that was a, one of the best years in movies. 
You know what's funny? Because I read a bunch of online reviews going up to the Oscars where people were complaining about how it was a horrible year for movies. I was like, what are you talking about? Who are these people? Certain critics were saying that it was a bad year for movies. I was like, are you kidding me? This was like one of the best years for movies I've seen in years, you know? Uh, Yeah, yeah. and Foxcatcher, and if Whiplash is even as remotely as good as all these uh, people have, you know, touted it as being, that's just like another great movie. It's just... Yeah. But yeah, there's been so many good movies last so year. Many. We also did not see American Sniper, so there's that no, there's, and, yeah. Selma and, and Selma and Whiplash are the ones we kind of need to fulfill. We sh- yeah, we need to finish. On our Oscar quest. Yeah, but so yeah, justice for Foxcatcher. Justice. Much justice. Well, I don't know if, uh, I think that might be it for us this week. Yeah, I think we, uh, there's another installment of the Herald and Modcast. But uh, we're going to Emerald City Comic Con. If your mom asks. In <laughs> in Seattle, <laughs> in Seattle, we're gonna go hang out with Fraser Crane and Niles oh, Crane. Oh yeah, House Crane, old Fraser Crane. Neither one of us have been there. <laughs> no, so. I've never been to Seattle. I've never been to the Windy City. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the Windy, the windy city, city of Seattle, dummy. Oh yeah, the old Windy City. Isn't I think that what it, they used to call it? it? The rainy city yeah i don't think it's referred to that way oh it's the seattle is the grunge capital of the world that's true and also the losers of this year's super bowl yes <laughs> the losing city <laughs> the losing city we won't wear our pat shirts yeah there. you'll wear your pat shirt no i won't i don't want to get beat up in the streets. i know right well seattle people they're peaceful if you if you wore that in philly you'd get killed I'd you'd get, get like killed. beaten to death yep like, <laughs> i was just gonna get a cheesesteak and now i got like i'm in a gang fight like what the fuck, you animals? What are you doing? That's so funny. It's fucking crazy. Hey, yes. so we'll be there covering the con and also the season finale of Walking Dead. And we'll have much to say because it's a 90-minute episode. So we'll have 90 minutes of talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every minute will be discussed here on the Herald and My yes. yes. So, salut, servus. And See ya, sayonara. Bugger off. Bugger off, jerks. Jerks. <laughs> this is the Herald of Podcast saying, bugger off, jerks. <laughs> See ya. See you later, fags.